angels welcome back to angels anonymous the podcast i'm vanessa your host angels anonymous is a health and spirituality podcast hosted by me a 25 year old ex-professional dancer slash cheerleader now yoga instructor and integrative health coach in recovery i share vulnerably on this podcast about my struggles with addiction to pretty much everything and anything including body image food relationships comparison and so much more Through an open-minded perspective, I explain how you can overcome your struggles and finally feel like you're enough. Today's episode is all about FEAR, or the acronym that I like to think of when I think of the word FEAR is false evidence appearing real, right? So FEAR is this belief that we have, this something that we're afraid of. How, How do you describe fear? What does it feel like in your body? What is it to you, right? Because I think we all have our own definitions of fear and how it impacts us. But to me, fear is false evidence appearing real. So it's something in my mind that I think is real. It's gonna come true. It's evidence that I have based from the past and it's gonna happen again or it's gonna come true. I'm going to manifest it into my reality. So being able to look at our fears and bring them to light is the biggest key in being able to free ourselves from those things and be able to cope for lack of a better word in a better in a more efficient way I guess and the reason why I thought of this topic is because I went camping this weekend and I'll tell you a little bit more about it when after we ground and I share the angel number for the week but I was scared shitless like root chakra was out of balance that feeling of being at home, being safe, having security was (laughs) pulled out from underneath, underneath me for a hot second. So I'll tell you more about that. Before we dive into the topic, let's ground. Take a moment to connect within. And let's just do three deep breaths today. Empty all the air from your lungs. Full breath in through your nose. Fill up from your root, the bottom of your belly, all the way into the bottom of your rib cage, up into your heart space. Open mouth, exhale. Breathe with me twice more. Inhale. Exhale. One more. Inhale. Exhale. Amazing. The angel number for today is angel number 555. I don't think I've done this one before, but I didn't have time to go back and look at all of my timestamps to see if I have. But this one's really been sticking out to me. Excuse me. Um, 111, I think, was like the first angel number that really hit home for me. The first one that I started seeing before I even knew what angel numbers were. So it was 1111, just like everyone. That's like the gateway entrance um, to your spiritual journey and, and being aware of these kinds of things. 555 is like my OG, my homie angel number. I got to change my license plate back in Minnesota for a while before I got a new car and I had 555 because that one is just like, five is my favorite number. My birthday's on July 5th. So I think that's probably why. Um, but yeah, so, and I also saw 555 a lot the last few days. So, Angel number 555 means 
Um, It's all about transition and welcoming in change. It's a friendly reminder and warning from your angels and guides that it is safe to make the change that's on your mind. It symbolizes that it's time for you to enter a new phase of your life and move forward. Your angels are sending you a reminder that you need to reassess your ambitions and get rid of any thoughts that are dragging you down. Um, 555 in love. It could, of course, mean that change is headed your way with a new love interest it could however also mean that right now you're meant to embrace changes in general with love being an afterthought this number represents change but also represents freedom and adventure okay so segueing into my camping story the guy i'm seeing and i decided to go on a little fun adventure we drove out to buena vista and stayed overnight in this far out campsite like not even a campsite it was literally just like a bunch of pull-offs near the trailhead for Mount Oxford which is a 14er I've done one 14er in my life if you don't know what that is there's like it's like a very well-known thing in Colorado and I assume all over the U.S. or maybe even the world hiking 14ers is mountain peaks that are over 14,000 feet tall and it's a fucking hoofer (laughs) to say the least. Um, So I've done one, Mount Huron, also in Buena Vista, and I was on my period and I got no sleep because I was newly sober and couldn't smoke weed anymore to pass out and camping was very uncomfortable for me in a tent. Um, I was cold as fuck and yeah, I literally got no sleep and then we left at 4 a.m. and I was like changing my tampon on the trail and shit just had no energy. It was horrible, but I did it. So I'm like, if I could do that, I can do another one. Let's fucking go. This time we car camped and after we got to the camping spouse, it was dark out already. It was probably 9.30. We, I started blowing up the air mattress. He was going to start you know, setting up the campfire. We were going to chill for a little bit and then go to bed. And as I'm blowing up the air mattress, he's like, is the car on? And I'm like, yeah, I looked, you know, at the the front ignition thing. My car's a push to start. So I turned the car on, not being aware of the fact that like it needed to be like the gas pe- or the brake pedal press. And then the car is like fully on. I just like clicked it with the buttons without turning it actually on. So it was draining the battery, blowing up the air mattress. And my dashboard lights started flickering. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? I've never seen this before. So I stopped blowing it up and I didn't really ask the guy I'm seeing, um, what was wrong? I was just like, am I tripping? Like, is there a car about to drive by and the lights are reflecting and flashing? I don't really know. So I kept blowing it up and then I had a weird gut feeling. So I go to the front of the car and pull out the air mattress plug from the outlet thing, turn my car off and then try to turn it back on. And my car freaks out like every light ever is flashing on and off my headlights are flashing on and off the lights overhead are flashing my dashboard is like all the random a more emergency warning lights are going off and I'm like is my car possessed like what the fuck is going on it won't detect my key now like why is my car not turning on okay I need to come up with a name for my guy because I just said it the man's I'm seeing says I think your car is dead not to mention We were already freaked out on our way out here because my tire light came on. I have one tire that is patched because of a hole poked in my tire uh, from a nail or whatever. I've gotten it patched multiple times, but also when the temperatures get colder, my tire, like my tires go down a little bit. So we thought that's probably what it is. 
and we're, we were already nervous about that and then my car dies so we're stranded out here luckily when we were driving into this road it was like 10 miles off-roading with no service like far away from the highway back in the fucking woods and there were other cars like parked on this road so we're like okay worst case scenario there's people on this trail a car is gonna drive by at some point when we're like walking to the trailhead or whatever um the trailhead was probably a couple miles away so we're like let's just start walking tonight see where the nearest car is and then let's go back so the nearest car was probably 15 minutes away we didn't want to knock on their car and freak them out in the middle of the night because also like what are we going to do in the middle of the night once we jump my car like are we going to go home so we needed to do it in the morning so then it can actually run and like we're going to get the fuck out of there and I figured like we would probably still do the hike at this point because I didn't know when we were going to see people on the trail so we're laying in bed trying to like scheme out how we're going to figure it out and then um he starts getting really anxious like when it first started happening he was really anxious and I'm like it's okay it's a test from the universe we need to learn to trust in you know the higher power or whatever not not trying to get all god on you but it's just like it's so true we really don't have control and the more we can lean into like that power the magic in the universe and trust that a miracle can happen we can't necessarily think of the how it just it will happen the more we can get out of fear and into trust but when your car is dead in the middle of the woods and like you don't really know how things are going to get figured out it's really fucking scary so he's scared I'm giving him a chest massage I'm kissing him I'm trying to make him feel better eventually I made him feel better (laughs) if you know what I mean (laughs) and then we go to bed and I start freaking the fuck out I feel that my anxiety was more in my body than in my head because I wasn't having racing thoughts But I think I was somehow spiritually bypassing my anxiety by, you know, talking all this fluff about trusting in the universe when I was genuinely scared and my body, my inner child wanted me to acknowledge that and I don't think I was. So I got the tightest chest ever. My heart felt so uncomfortable. I wanted to crawl out of my skin. My legs were so restless. I felt trapped in this little car now. We're not comfy at all. Half the air mattress is blown up. I'm literally freaking out. And then he starts trying to calm me down. Eventually by like 3 a.m. I fall asleep. And then we wake up at four and plan for the worst. Like we brought a camping chair with us. We needed to sit at the trailhead until someone came. We brought a bunch of snacks in case we needed to hike the trail. We were ready for anything and everything. So we start walking down the road and about five minutes in, like 0.2 miles, a car drives next to or a, a car drives up to us. We wave to them. We have headlamps on and whatever. So they see us. And before... <laughs> before mans can even get a word out I (laughs) the guy rolls his window down and I go do you have jumper cables and (laughs) my guy looks at me and he's like dude we need to like build a little rapport didn't say that but like gave me that look and that energy and once we like left he's like you literally didn't let us get out anything like hey good morning how are you you know have a little conversation before it's like hey so our car is dead um do you can do you have jumper cables by chance I just fucking got to the point and the guy's like yeah and I was like are you fucking serious like I got so excited so we didn't have to you know panic or struggle for much later than much more than probably 20 30 minutes after we woke up 
thank fucking God. I was praying. I was speaking to the angels. I was trying to look at my anxiety and validate her and just be like, you know what? I know I'm not my anxiety. I know it's going to pass, whatever. But I was freaked the fuck out. It was so scary and it really brought me to this awareness or checking in with myself of how am I going to soothe myself? How am I going to take care of myself in these moments of sheer panic, right? Whether it's actually feeling lost in the fucking woods, whether it's a heartbreak and you feel lost and you feel like you can't go on without this person. This isn't the first time I felt this feeling. And I realized that as much as I've worked to cultivate the tools to regulate my anxiety and um, deal with my emotions, I realized I haven't been using them as much or as consistently. And that's really the key is having a consistent practice every single day, regardless of if your anxiety is high or not. Because then when there is a situation of sheer panic, you have the tools and the practices that you can just go to and dive into yourself and do the breath work, do whatever it is. I feel like breath work is the biggest help or most efficient way to rewire or regulate your nervous system. Um, But I haven't done breath work in a while, so I was scared to dive into myself. I like couldn't even take a full breath. I was so terrified. So it was really a learning moment for me that I get to check in with myself and really sit with that um, low-level chronic anxiety that I struggle with every single day instead of going on with my day, staying busy so I don't have to feel those fears of abandonment, rejection, loneliness, whatever, because it's so important that I do so that if and when I get into another situation like that, I can think clearly. Yes, of course, I'm going to be scared, but then I can I can soothe myself until I feel better and keep doing those practices until my heart feels calm. And I couldn't do that for myself then. And I'm not, you know, shaming myself. It's okay. I'm giving myself grace, but it was so fucking scary. So last night for the virtual hangout, we talked about fear and I asked all the girls, what is a fear that you have whether it's super surface level like spiders bees anything like that or more subtle and chronic like leaving a job that you have right now and you want that consistency like uh, being abandoned or there were so many different ones that I came up with and everyone's shares were so fucking powerful being able to hear what other people's fears are and just hear people speak through their heart through that channel of wisdom it is so fulfilling and refreshing and just set me up like my body was vibrating so high after we had this conversation I won't name names because I forgot to ask them if I if I could share what each of them had to share. But if any of you who were at the virtual hangout talking about fear, you'll know which one was your share. So the first um, beautiful human that went talked about how she treats her different emotions like they are someone and asks them what they need instead of trying to change that current state and being able to listen to it and give it what it needs. So 
I asked first what their fears were and then I, t- I asked them, you know, how do you, how have you coped with this in the past? How have you released these fears or been able to work through them? So that's what she said, treating it like it's someone, maybe it's, you know, a hint of depression and you say, oh, hey, little depressive guy, like what are you, what are you feeling right now? What do you need from me? And she said, you know, I'm angry, that depressive feelings that I'm angry and then from there, we get to figure out what tools are going to help release anger. It's screaming into pillows. It's punching them. It's journaling. It's going to a boxing class, figuring out how to get that energy out of our body because emotions like fear are energy in motion. And if we can't move our bodies to let it out, it's going to stay stuck in our bodies, right? So we got to get it out. Okay, the next beautiful lady that answered said how she has overcome fear is being able to come home to herself and not care so much about what other people want or think embodiment has been a huge tool for her of that same thing getting into your body moving your hips around in a sexual way like me always twerking and rolling my neck and my hips that can help listening to good music and moving your body if you're in a more um calm state of stress whatever emotion you're feeling it might be sadness it might just be overall detachment from your body embodiment work or embodiment practices is getting into your body however you can do that meditating is getting out of your head into your body the awareness of your breath um movement exercise walking all that kind of stuff and she said giving myself what I need is the key so when she has fear of posting on social media she's also a really powerful influencer and a spiritual coach self-love coach in the instagram world slash minneapolis area and she's i asked her how she overcomes the fear of posting vulnerably on social media and she said she still feels it to this day but she changes or reframes the way that she thinks of being a people pleaser and those people pleaser tendencies instead of being worried about are people going to like me she focuses on what people need and if one person responds like all you need is one and technically you know if we're really hard on ourselves or nitpicky we shouldn't need any validation but she also said it's okay to seek validation as long as it's not your only source. And that hit really hard for me because on the one hand, yes, we need to be able to validate ourselves. But on the other hand, we are codependent beings. It does feel really good to be seen, heard, and validated. And that is like a lot of our core needs. We need to feel that. And so having one person comment or respond and say, I really needed that can be really helpful. The next woman who answered said that she was scared of feeling like a burden being too much complaining too much when she's struggling with her mental health feeling like the Debbie Downer like negative energy suck kind of vibe and feeling out of control like if she doesn't stay on schedule and have everything planned out even meals like a regimented schedule to feed herself she feels out of control and that's one way that she copes with her anxiety And if that works for you, if you're someone who's a Virgo, a Capricorn, an Earth sign, or just like is really into that logical mode, that to-do list checking off, really structured and goal-oriented, if that works for you, go for it. Like structure can create freedom. And it's important to know that those feelings of false control are an illusion. 
we don't really have control. We can plan something, right? I can plan to go camping and plan to go on this 14er and have it all mapped out. But there can be things that happen that completely throw us off track. So being able to have know know what your fears are, know how you work to cope with them on a day-to-day basis, but then also coming back to the embodiment work embodiment work I'll say that over and over again how do we get into our bodies and actually meet that fear that anxiety and sit with it instead of just getting lost in controlling our schedule and focusing on the to-dos focusing on the surface level day to day we gotta get into our bodies and really feel that fear and see it for what it is see it for what it it wants to be seen as Next beautiful human said staying on track or staying busy to avoid the feelings of fear. Um, Yeah, we that's kind of goes with the whole schedule thing and being goal oriented. Um, It's easy to avoid the fear day to day when we're just like focused on our schedule, right? So how do we how do we schedule in time for ourselves to check in and notice how we're feeling today instead of constantly staying up in our head? She also said that she's scared she's going to waste this lifetime. That is a huge fear of mine, being, I don't know, falling short of what I was meant to do on this planet. I feel like we all, okay, I shouldn't speak for everyone, but I feel like a lot of us feel that if we don't live up to this huge expectation of like being a number one best-selling author, like our podcast popping off or getting really well-known about something we're good at, then we've become we're a failure like we didn't live up to what we were meant to do and that's just not true and um being able to tap into your true self and journal about it or whatever it is that helps you tap in usually that soul voice that wisdom that loving caring compassionate version of you or voice comes through and reminds us that we're on track we're exactly where we're meant to be another person said overthinking is a really ineffective way of coping with fear right thinking we can solve these things these problems by figuring out the perfect equation it's it's a false illusion of having control again Um, She also said that listening to her dreams have been really helpful. Sometimes our dreams don't ever make sense. Sometimes they do. Sometimes things come up in our subconscious and make us realize that the things we were fearing or the things that we had all this anxiety or grief or discomfort about, it's not actually about that. There's something deeper and our dreams are a really powerful tool to dig deeper into that. I also mentioned in the group last night that one of the main reasons why I wanted to get sober was so that I could dream again because I didn't dream when I smoked weed and I know any of you stoners out there can relate to that your dreams go away when you chronically smoke weed and I'm like I am so disconnected from my subconscious I need to tap back in so that's a beauty of being sober is being able to be more connected to the subtle energies to my subconscious to my dreams and being able to have all the information in my hands instead of or as much as I can instead of numbing it out and missing all these pieces of information just because I'm suppressed it right and then she also said I don't think I'll ever not have fear which is a huge realization to have knowing that fear is never really going to go away it's how do we look at it how do we cope with it how do we regulate ourselves the last person said that she was scared of not living up to what she knows she's capable of. She's also going through a huge part of her spiritual awakening and dismantling everything her parents taught her, not wanting to work for fucked up corporate people. It's 
it's like crisis mode. Sometimes when you're going through the heat of your spiritual awakening, you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? One day you're like, yes, I'm in line with my purpose. I'm following my passions. The next day fear comes up and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm not good at this. Why am why did I think I was capable of this? Is our brains can really self-sabotage. So having groups like this, being able to release or bring light to those fears and then move on and feel seen and heard and related to in that way is so, so helpful. I also read a couple excerpts from some research that I did on fear before we met. And it said, bringing your fears to the surface allows you to interpret them from an adult's mind and from a higher perspective to see how illogical and irrational the fear is. A lot of times, this conscious perspective of the fear is all you need to eradicate it. Other times, however, the fear is more deeply programmed and you need to do more work. You need to go deeper into the fear and find out its source and then tackle it from that angle. Sometimes hiring a professional to help you process the pain is really beneficial and sometimes all you need to do is actually do what scares you most so you can get uncomfortable and skilled at doing it. Just like me starting this podcast or starting my YouTube channel or putting out my health coaching services, it's fucking scary. If you're scared of rejection, put yourself in a position to get rejected. Get comfortable with the feelings it creates and process them as you go. Scared of the ocean? Get out there and get comfortable with being in the ocean. Are you scared of dancing in public? Take a class. Get good and start practicing in public. Doing what you're most scared of doing and then doing it over and over again is not only going to help you become more comfortable with it, but you will gain the skills, the experience, and the confidence to deal with it effectively. So I hope that helps. I hope that helps you identify your fears and just knowing that we all have fears, subtle ones, surface level ones, and really deep rooted ones. But a lot of our fears, because they're subtle, we go through life without ever really giving them a second thought and we let them rule our lives. So let's acknowledge our fears. One of the best ways that you can is by joining my virtual hangouts every Sunday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, or you can join this new group that my friends and I just created. I have a sober group of friends called called the raw dogs we call it raw dogs because we raw dog through life sober it's called free spirits and it's for anyone who's sober sober curious is not sober but is really questioning their relationship to sub- substance we're going to talk about how we've nav- navigated through sobriety what parts of it are challenging what parts feel really good have different topics every week and the four of us are going to rotate and lead it that will be on wednesdays same time 7 p.m central standard time so you could get two meetings in a week where you feel seen and heard and validated get your ass into virtual hangouts with these beautiful women I don't get anything from it right now I don't charge you anything I am just so passionate about you feeling seen and working through shit and feeling like you have women that have your back because so many of us are crippled with anxiety and fear and feel so alone on this journey so get your fucking ass into these virtual groups. I'll link the free spirits one and the link to my Google Forms. If you fill out the Google Forms link for my Angels Anonymous virtual hangouts, I will send you my password and the Zoom link is in my Instagram bio or TikTok bio. Um, And it's the same link every time, same password every time. I don't think you have to type in the password after the first time that you get access. So I'll email you the password to that. And then you'll find more information about the free spirits and how you can sign up either with a free discount code or a one-time fee or a membership fee, depending on what you 
what level of support you feel like you need, if you feel like you're ready to dive all in, if you want to just come. And either way, if you're if you're scared of showing up to these meetings too, you can keep I would say keep your camera on, but it's your choice. Like that's that's uncomfortable enough to just challenge yourself to be seen on camera because we want to see your face. But know that you don't have to share. You can literally just come and listen and be like, I'm, you know, I'm pretty fearful of groups like this. Like this is unfamiliar to me. I know so many women are going to relate to that if you share that. Or you can just say, I'm just listening tonight and no one will think anything of it. So come, uh, come join us. I know you are going to benefit so much from it. And these women that I'm guiding this new free spirits meeting with are absolutely amazing magical wise powerful leaders in this community in sobriety in in uh, sober curious that whole movement that's starting to happen they're at the front of it and they are absolutely killing it we all have different qualities and different um gifts that we have to offer and bring to the table different insight we lead things differently so yeah get in tap in as much as you can even if you're busy carve out that time for yourself show up once and just see how it goes give it a chance okay that's it i gotta go to the yoga studio now i hope this was a fun little shorty episode for you leave me a little review rate five stars if you liked it on spotify and i will see you next week love you bye